Good morning. It, um, it is a very good morning. Uh, it's been a long week. Um, it's been an emotional roller coaster for me this week. From, uh, from the end of last week through this week, we've had celebrations and then been through some crises. And it's, uh, the Lord has, has brought me here, which is good. Last week was kind of weird, to be honest with you, not being here with you. But thank you, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, you did a great job. And, um, uh, but I will share with you some of the emotional roller coaster I've experienced this week, but I don't want to take up this time to do it. What I want to talk to you about today is uh, how the Lord provides for us, just how he always provides for us. When things look impossible, when things look the most bleak, is when he shows up and shows us who he is. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Uh, y'all are going to be really surprised. I've been trying to think of a story to illustrate this for a few days now. And usually, sometimes I, these stories are, that I tell are pre-planned. And sometimes, man, it's just when I get up here, it kind of goes with it. It's fun. But this morning, I don't really have a story for you. <laughs> Maybe that's a blessing. <laughs> what? It may be good. It may be good. Uh, and the thing about it is, it's not that I can't think of anything to illustrate how the Lord is blessed. I think of so many. When I think of so many times in my life when things really looked like they were at their lowest, is when He shows up and blesses me with more than I deserve. And it's happened so many times in my life that we'd be here for about three weeks if I started telling you, probably. And I've got to be at work in two weeks. So, <laughs> so I've got two. So... Anyway, that's just kind of the theme I want to, uh, to give you. But I want you to think, instead of me telling you a story, I just want you to take a moment and think about a time when things looked impossible in your life. I know you've experienced it, whether it be with medical conditions or some family issues or, or whatever. Things really looked impossible. You were in despair. You didn't know how you were going to take your next step. And then you turn it over to God. You give what you have to God and He takes care of the rest. I want you to think about that in your life. And again, it may be like me that there's so many I can't really narrow it down to, to one. But I want you to think about, just, just think about one of those episodes where, man, I, I have nowhere to go. I can't do anything. I can't take another step. And he shows up and carries you through it. And as I read this scripture, and we study this lesson, that's the thought, that's the story I want you to have in your head. It's your story, not mine. And I'm going to read from John chapter 6. I'm going to start in uh, the first verse and read through 13. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw the large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? 
He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are, what, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So all the fish, and as much, he told them to have all the fish, as much of the bread as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told the disciples to gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves, left by those who had eaten, they had filled twelve baskets. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for being here, Lord. Just thank you for, uh, for always supplying our needs. This morning, Lord, I just pray that you open our minds, you open our hearts, and we receive the message and the lesson that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, uh, when I was titling this, I, I, I struggled with that too. I struggled with a few things this week. Uh, again, it's been um, up and down. Um, I've been doing a whole lot. I put in a text yesterday to some folks. I've been doing a lot. Hurry up and waiting. Hurry up and waiting. I like being busy. I thrive when I'm busy. Even when I have too much to do, I thrive. When I wait, I don't do very well. When somebody says, hey, we've got to do this, I said, well, let's go do it. But no, we've got to wait. That drives me crazy. Why can't we just do it? And, that, and that's the mode I've been in all week. We hurry up for a few minutes, then we're just stuck. And the urgency sometimes I see and I get impatient is because I'm not relying on Jesus like I should be. When I really know that he already has my needs taken care of, I should be able to relax. But again, I'm not good at waiting. But in this story, there's also a series of highs and lows. You see, in our life, we face valleys and we face mountaintops. Again, I've faced many of them this week. But sometimes when we think things are impossible is when Jesus already has things already worked out. And he realizes that uh, it's time to show us his glory. I like to fix things. I truly like to fix things. If you have a problem, I like to, I'm a control freak when it comes to somebody in despair. I like to, and sometimes what I realize and what God keeps showing me is it's not always up to me. If I rely on my own strength, I realize how weak I am. But when I give it to him, when I give it to him, that's when he can show me his glory. When I don't hold back, when I don't, let, when I don't uh, try to do everything on my own, I just say, Lord, <laughs> this problem's bigger than me. I have to give it to you. That's kind of what the disciples were seeing in this, in this scripture. They had uh, a bunch of people and very little food. 
I don't think they had a nine-pound bass. They had some bread and they had some fish, but I don't know if it was that big. But either way, I don't think a nine-pound bass or two will feed 5,000. We can try one day, but I don't think it will. And that's where they were. But, but the thing about it is, as this story is unfolding, there's a couple things I want you to recognize. One thing is when a little becomes a lot, or when not enough, it's plenty. When not enough, it's plenty. When the situation looks overwhelming, the solution is always a perfect solution. We may not be able to recognize that at first, but it's always a perfect solution. You see, we're supposed to live by faith. Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's hard when things are out of our control. Especially when you're a fixer, when you're a control freak like me, that's tough. It's tough to let go and just let the Lord take it because sometimes I'm impatient. Waiting is not good for me. And the disciples, as Jesus started talking about feeding these people, they started telling the problems. Started telling how many people there were. How little they had. There's one boy with five loaves and two fish. Then another disciple says, but a half a year's wages won't pay to feed all these people. If you think about that in today's term, that's probably about $20,000, $25,000. There's more people there than $20,000 or $25,000 would feed, and Jesus is going to feed them all. So he takes the offering from this young boy, the five loaves and the two fish. It's all the boy had. That's all the boy had. Jesus didn't ask the boy to feed the 5,000. He asked him to give to him, and he would take care of the rest. Sometimes when we get in a situation that looks like doom is about to happen, and we don't have the tools on our own to solve it, Jesus is telling us, hey, it's not up to you to solve it. Give me what you have. I will do the rest. Give me what you have. I'll do the rest. But again, in our flesh, in our human side, we want to get rid of the problem. Or, this is what I really like, and, and, and I didn't really understand this. I may tell you a story now, but I didn't really understand this until a few years ago. And I think I've told you this story before, but it's appropriate again. I was wanting to do a ministry, and I, and I was telling it to, uh, I was giving the idea to, uh, to, to this gentleman, and he was listening, and, and I tell him how much money we can raise. I said, I got all these ideas, we can raise money to do this ministry. And he listens to me. We pray, he listens to me. And then he looks at me, and he looks me in the eye and says, Stacy, are you wanting to start a ministry, or are you wanting to start a bank? He said, both are needed, and I'll support you either way. But if you want to start a ministry, quit worrying about the money. Take what the Lord has blessed you with, and he'll take care of the rest. I came from the business world. I don't think that way. I like to do things with what I have. But we can't. We're limited. If we try to take care of every problem on our own, we're going to be disappointed. 
We don't have enough ammunition. We don't have enough tools. But the Lord's blessed us with plenty when we let him do the work. He can handle it all. But again, they wanted to get rid of the problem. They wanted to raise money. I've been there. That's what I want to do too. They want to say, hey, we've got a little, but there's no way it's going to be enough. And then finally, they just let Jesus have it. What they had, they just took to Jesus and let him have it and got out of the way. Sometimes in ministry, sometimes in our lives, sometimes with our problems, we need to get out of the way. Once we turn it over to God, let him do the work. Because we can't limit God, but in our minds we can. In our minds, sometimes he's got everything worked out. He's already got it fixed, and we don't see it because we're trying to fix it ourselves. He can feed 5,000 with very little. You see, we can't listen to what the flesh says because the flesh, when we're talking about the, the flesh, when we're talking about our physical solutions, they are finite. They have limits. I can only do so much on my own. I'm a human being. I can't do it all. But you see, I serve a Lord who's infinite. His power, His strength is infinite. He takes a finite being and, 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 and uses the, 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 the things that he's blessed me with. And when I turn them over to him, he can do some amazing things. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know I'm limited. I know things that I've seen happen. They're not because of me. Have you ever been in that situation? You think, man, this is unbelievable. We can't do this. All of a sudden, the Lord provides. And you just look back and say, man. And you want to say, Pat yourself on the back and say, oh, I did that. Did you see what I did? But you see, we can't do that. We've got to realize that those blessings come only from him. It comes only from him. You see, he took, Jesus took just this small amount of food and fed this multitude. But for our faith to work, we need to do something too. We need to be involved. Had the boy not given the food he had, I'm sure Jesus would have worked another way to do that miracle, but think about the blessing the boy got as well. And it wasn't a whole bunch. Sometimes we look at our resources and say, I don't have near enough to feed the hungry people in the world. I don't have near enough to take care of the needs of the kids in our community or, or, or whatever. I don't have near enough. And you're right, you don't. The, the problems of this world are bigger than any individual, but they're not bigger than God. All God's asking us to do, all Christ is asking us to do, is to give what he's blessed us with back to him. And when we do that, then that's when we see things happen. But you see, we have this stain of doubt. We have this doubt because we know that we are finite beings. We know that we're limited. Even though we've seen God work miracles, even though we've seen him bless us in so many ways, and we've seen healings. I've seen him heal people. I've seen him feed people who were hungry. I've seen him take a little bit and bless people with more than they need. But you see, we're humans. We have these doubts. We have these doubts because when we're having these doubts, it's because our faith is in us, not in him. We've still, even if we've turned over our resources to him, we're still not letting him, we're still not putting our total faith in him, just saying, Lord, just do with it 
what you can, not what I can. Because if, again, if you rely on me for your miracles, you're going to be disappointed. You will be. I will disappoint you every time. I'm a human being. I love you. I'll do everything I can do for you, but I am limited. You are limited. But when we give it to God, then all of a sudden, the limits are gone. He can do what God only can do. He can take a little bit and make it more than enough. He can take a little bit and, and we say, well, it's not enough, and he can make it plenty. He can take a little bit and have enough left over to feed his servants. Think about the irony of how much was left. The disciples doubted they could feed these 5,000 people. But they did. And everybody, they didn't get limited on how much they could get. Everybody got enough to get full. Everybody ate till they were satisfied. And then when it's over, there were 12 baskets left. There were 12 baskets left for the 12 people who had served the multitude. Have you ever been somewhere and you see people serving people and they don't eat themselves? They don't take care of their own needs until the end. My grandmother was like that. Man, she could feed a whole lot with... My mom, too. My mom can... I could bring kids home when I was growing up. I could bring a whole baseball team home. My mom feed every one of them. And she'd eat last. That's what servants do. So after the doubting disciples had helped feed this multitude, there was enough for them to eat. The famished were satisfied, and the faithless were filled. And the faithless were filled not because of what they did, but because of what they let Christ do. They were filled physically and spiritually, not because they did it on their own, because they let Christ do it. They gave it all to him. Again, if they'd done it on their own, there would have been some disappointment there. But by giving it to God, by giving it to Christ and letting him work the miracle for us, or letting him work the miracle for them, they were blessed with an abundance. That's what God's looking for in us. You see, we look at things that's going on in our lives and we think, man, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way I can do this. But I'm telling you, the God that sits on the throne still do, does these miracles today. He says, I'm the way. And when you put it in His hands, that's when you'll see miracles happen. When you let Jesus have it, you feel that burden relieved from your shoulders. And you can just watch what he does. Again, we've got so many things, so many needs that we need Christ to take care of in our lives today. Again, if you look at our 
if you, if you look at our community, you look at our, uh, our, our, our state, you look at uh, our country, you look at our world, man, there's some problems out there. There's some problems out there. You think, man, it's, it's hopeless. Have you ever thought that? It's hopeless. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing I can do to fix this. And you know what? You're right. If that's what you're thinking, you're right. But what I'm asking you to do this morning is take what he's blessed you with and give it to him. Give it to him. It may be a burden. It may be an illness. It may be a loss. It may be someone you know is dealing with addiction. It may be kids that may be going to bed hungry. That's happening right now. Right here. You think, man, it's, it's, it's not hopeless. Whatever little you have, give it to him and let him do the miracle. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for blessing us with way more than we need, Lord. Thank you for uh, each individual here, Lord, each person that's listening online, Lord. And I just pray that um, as you walk with us daily, Lord, you help us, uh, you help us just give to you. And then we let you work your miracles, Lord. Lord, I thank you for, uh, for this wonderful church and community, Lord. I thank you for being in control, Lord. When things do look hopeless, when things do look like, Lord, I, I don't know how I'm going to take my next step, you always there for us, Lord. When we give it to you, you always provide more than we need. Lord, I just pray that you, uh, you're with each one of us here, Lord, that, uh, again, that we just see your glory in everything we do, Lord, and we give you all the honor and glory for blessing us. In Jesus' name, amen.